When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlandson and I'm here to intro today's episode. As Villa's performances continue to balance out in the form of Jack Grealish rises, a debate has emerged. Jack is being compared to other English playmakers on a consistent basis and the argument over who is better continues to rage on. Jack will be facing one of these playmakers on Sunday in James Madison as Leicester City come down to Villa Park. So we've decided to ask our scouting experts Josh Williams and David Hughes to record an episode of this podcast for us to run the magnifying glass over the Madison versus Grealish debate and whether that's even an argument worth having in the first place. So here's Josh and David with more. I'm Josh Williams speaking and I'm joined by David Hughes. You okay mate? I'm very well Josh, how are you? I'm alright but uh, this is something different for us today. I've got a role in in Reach PLC, the, the company that owns the Birmingham Mail, the technical term for the role of football scouting writer and we basically conduct Monday night football type analysis day to day. Uh, we've both written about Aston Villa uh, you know, a number of times, as well as various other clubs throughout the Premier League and the Championship. Um, and today we've been asked to talk a little bit about Jack Grealish and James Madison. Obviously, they meet on the weekend. Mm. So we're just going to have, a, I suppose, a bit of an analytical talk about them. But, you know, hopefully the, the listeners can understand the, the fairly strong Scouse accent. Please pull up with the, the Scouse accent. Hopefully it doesn't put you, put you off. Um, yeah, because we are looking forward to having a quick chat about Madison and Grealish because they're, they're both very exciting talents, aren't they, Josh? They are, yeah, and you know, we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to explain you know, the, the differences about the game and who's better at certain areas and things like that. But I think what we should start with maybe is just how similar they both are. Yeah. I, th- I think they've both got a, a, a wide, vari- wide variety of similarities in how they play football and you know, their, their profiles maybe from from an opposition perspective, if, you, if you're scouting the two players, mm, yeah. they're both really, really similar. Yeah, they are. Um, obviously, English, similar age group. Um, both very much attack-minded. I think that's fair to say. Both creative, both capable of scoring goals. Um, yeah, just... I mean, they do have some very noticeable differences as well, don't think that will come on to. But yeah, in terms of just an overview, yeah, two very exciting young attackers. Yeah, I mean, both right-footed, both confident on the ball, good inside spaces, technically good. Um, and they both play similar roles as well this season. Yeah. Um, both Leicester and Villa both employ a, a 4-1-4-1 formation, usually. Mm. And I know Grealish has been playing slightly on the left lately, but both players are inclined to operate as central midfielders and then drift forwards into mm. almost number 10 areas when, yeah. when they've got possession, so... They are really, really similar, hence the uh, the comparisons. Even um, just on that point, even Grealish playing, uh, you know, a bit, bit higher up, bit on the left, uh, you, you wouldn't still class him as a wide play, would you? It's more like an, an inside 10 almost. Yeah, like a, like a wide playmaker, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Where he's inclined exactly. to not necessarily get down the wing and, uh, and take on a couple, of, a couple of players and put a cross in, but maybe a bit more of an incisive passing kind of element to his game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of differences, then, you got any thoughts on on, on those? Um, yeah, I think 
if we if we start with Grealish first, Grealish for me, the best terminology I could use is he's he's always very imposing on the pitch. You know, I think he You know he's playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He seems to dictate the tempo for, for Villa. Um you know, he he carries the ball fantastically. Um in fact he's one of the best ball carriers in the in the in the division. Yeah, we'll get uh, to that, I think. Yeah, yeah we'll numbers on that one. I think um I think Madison he's more He's very skillful, but I see him more as maybe a, a dead ball specialist. Uh, I think yeah, he's, same. I think he's got really good vision, but um, I don't. I wouldn't class him in the same elk as Grealish in terms in terms of you know driving forward with the ball. Yeah, no, I mean I I agree mostly on those. Uh, I think Grealish is maybe a little bit more dynamic. Mm. I think he's a bit more considered as well on the ball. Um, maybe a bit more of a leader as well. In fact, you know, yeah. I think when when times a little bit tricky, I think he's inclined to get on the ball. I haven't actually checked checked his um, his pass count, but I'm assuming he averages more touches and more passes during matches and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think Madison is maybe a bit more of an attacker than a midfielder, whereas mm-hmm. I think Grealish is, you know, as you said, more imposing even in the, even in the deeper areas of the pitch. Yeah. Um, I suppose one thing if we do want to be um, a bit supportive of Madison is it's under Rodgers, he's, I think the defensive side of his game is improving because of the way Leicester play. I think he's a little bit more inclined now to work harder, you know, to cut out passing lanes and, you know, work with his teammates to try and force the opponents out wide rather than going through the middle and stuff. Um, so maybe it's something more that'll come to his game, but I can only really echo what you said. Grealish is... It's better in that department, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Rogers there. I think Rogers has actually compared Madison to Coutinho actually mm. in certain moments. Um, just in terms of obviously that that right-footed threat, slightly from the left. I think one one thing on Madison, I'd say he's better than Grealish outside the box, a bit more of a threat from yeah. outside the box in terms of shooting at least. Yeah. Um, similar to Coutinho in that regard, but I'm not, I'm not sure you compare Grealish to Coutinho. I think Grealish is a bit more, bit of a better decision maker, a bit stronger, a um, bit more versatile. Would you would you, would you you say that he's he's more versatile um, in terms of where he can play position-wise? You know, was that, as in a strength for him, is that he can, obviously he can play a little bit more advanced like he is now, but he could also drop into the centre midfield and still be the same sort of character, whereas you could imagine Madison would get, I don't know, a little bit lost. In the centre midfield. Yeah, yeah. I think Madison would, I think Madison would have to be um partnered with a real industrious player mm. such as Ndidi. Mm. Um I know Grealish has had partners of that of that nature a few times, but I think he's less reliant on those players. Um he's he's more busy, physically built than you'd think, Jack Grealish. And I think that's why he's able to hold his own in centre midfield. Yeah. I think he's oh, I think he's a, a, maybe a little bit of an odd tactical fit in some in some cases just because I don't know he's not, he's not your atypical centre midfielder is he no, in, yeah. especially in England and the Premier League and what you'd commonly associate yeah because he's not particularly um, he's not a box to box energetic you know running up and down the field type is he as I said he's a bit more considered about his game he's never rushed never panicked um, I think you'd struggle wouldn't you to just drop him into 
any side in the division. I feel like you do have to make adaptations to the team to fit him in it, um, which Dean Smith tends to do quite quite well. Yeah, I mean, um, have you got any general thoughts? Obviously, the two sides meet this weekend. Mm. Have you got any general thoughts on, you know, basically which player I suppose is trickier to defend against? Um, um, I, well, I really like that in, in Madison's game. He seems to attack spaces quite well and seems to just find pockets within a defensive setup, and that's something Villa are gonna have to be aware of. I think he um, he finds these spaces and he tends to receive, receive possession, and you know he can be dangerous in these pockets. So um, I don't know how Villa are gonna counter that. To be honest, it's whether they're going to look to re- remain a lot more compact and you know try and limit those spaces where he can't pick up the ball. Um, I think one thing on Madison though, I think if you was to say to Madison, sorry, if you, if you was to if you was able to impose yourself during the match so that Madison had virtually no set pieces to use mm. and he had no shots from outside the box opened up to him. Mm. Do you think you virtually nullify his threat? Yeah, because I don't think if we talk, we talked about Grealish being a good ball carrier. I, I don't think Madison's the same. I think he he's very good in you know tight pockets and he's got quick feet and he can kind of um, you know escape challenges, move two or three yards one way or the other. But I, I, you don't you very rarely see him driving our defence or carrying the ball long distances. So yeah, I would I'd agree with that. I think if you don't give him any dangerous set pieces to have attempts on attempts on goal then yeah it's a it's a way you can probably nullify them yeah I mean you know you, you know you'll see plenty of um, statistics and and things like that in the mainstream and numbers regarding regarding these players but a lot of Madison's creative numbers take a boost because he takes corners takes free kicks scores plenty of free kicks and things like that whereas I think Grealish is a Maybe at at the minute a better, more more dangerous player in open play. Mm. Um, obviously he's, he's playing on the left at the moment. He has been the past couple of weeks. So from Leicester's perspective, I think the likes of Pereira, who he will be up against, should be inclined to show him down the line. Basically, yeah, you don't really want Grealish to cut inside. No, you don't want a repeat of from a Leicester point of view. You don't want a repeat of uh, Old Trafford, really, do you? Where Grealish scores that fantastic goal. I'm no, right exactly. Obviously, cuts in. Um, but you know he, he, he will be he definitely will be tested this weekend because that Leicester defence is really good isn't it yeah you know they've got obviously Ndidi just sitting in front of the defence who seems well, he's probably outside say the top two or three teams in the league he's probably the best player in that position I'd say yeah I mean um, I know, suppose Leicester in that company at the moment but <laughs> yeah yeah certainly yeah um, I suppose we could we could speculate a little bit on I mean, Dave's a blue for those that don't know. I mean, mo- that's, mo- that's, it, that's Everton blue. Everton blue, yeah. yeah sorry, appease the Villa fans. Yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan myself. So you know, just pure speculation. Which 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 player would you prefer your club to sign? Uh, it, it would be Grealish for me. Would be yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan. I do like Madison. I, I like Madison a lot, but I just think Grealish has um, a lot of the credentials that. I'd like to see in my side. You know, he's a he's great on the ball. He's got good vision, um, good feet. He wins plenty of fouls that will come on to. But he's also got the um, psychological aspects as well. You know, he's I'm right to say he's only 24. He's the club captain. 
Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think he has been for for a season or two. Yeah. I'm not particularly sure on that. Exactly, and it, you know, I didn't watch a lot of the championship last season, but we did write about it, and he's the the data that we had and what the stuff that I was looking at. He seemed a real key player for them last season. You know, in a very tough division. So, yeah, uh, Grealish probably just edges it for me. I don't know if, if you agree or if you're more Madison. I think, in general. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jack Grealish, and I think I think Jack Grealish is showing up at Aston Villa more so than maybe Madison would mm. in, in, in that team. I think if you was to switch the two around, it'd, it'd be a bit be a bit interesting to see how that worked. Mm. But f- from a Liverpool perspective, I must admit, I think possibly Madison would be a bit more suited at the minute, and that's purely because Grealish. I've, I'm aware that Grealish prefers to play in central midfield, and Liverpool's central midfield is obviously. Really, really industrious, mm. um, and you've got to have plenty of legs. Really, really mobile, fast across the ground, um, aggressive, and I think Grealish is a bit more technical than that, a bit more creative. Whereas Madison, I think I see Madison a little bit similar to Adam Lallana. Yeah, and this is Lallana's really last. Yeah. Th- this is his last year at Liverpool. His, his contract's up in the summer, um, and we obviously don't. We have Trent Alexander-Arnold, but we don't particularly have a a set-piece expert. We lost that with Coutinho's mm. sale. So Madison had offered that to us. So possibly Madison, to be honest. But I've got a question for you then. Go on. In your opinion, bear in mind the age of them both, who's got the higher overall ceiling in terms of where they could go? You know, I, I suppose Le- Leicester, they're or thereabouts in terms of a top four side, but let's just... For argument's sake, say that we are thinking about top two or three sides in the division over time. Which what which player could potentially play at that level, or could both? Yeah, that is a, that is a really tough one. I think both players at top six level certainly. Mm. Um, but I think I think Madison's. I'm not sure what Madison's top level would be, but I can see Grealish's top level being, you know, fully dictating proceedings fully dictating the match which he's currently doing at the minute in certain matches and by the way we just want to reiterate before we carry on there's no way we're trying to push Grealish out the door we love him at Villa yeah. it's just it's it's a good way isn't it of how you engage in how you rate someone's talent yeah you know, like how, how high can he play yeah but I, th- I think Madison rather than dictating what's going on around him I think he he's a bit more of a I'm not particularly keen on this term but maybe a bit more of a moment player Mm. A bit like a Coutinho or a Sigurdsson, yeah. whereby he's not massively engaged in open play, but out of nowhere, he can win a match for you outside the box or, yeah. or, or that sort of thing. That goes a little bit back to what I was saying at the top of the, the segment, where you know you you just feel like you always know Grealish is there. Um, you always see him in the pitch, where sometimes Madison, it can, it can be 15, 20 minutes in the match and he hasn't really done anything, but then... I sort of I remember the example at Anfield where he, he didn't have the best of games, but he popped up with a goal um, with about twenty minutes to go from nothing really. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, what we we're obviously very much about um, the usage of underlying numbers and performance indicators. We prefer to use those those terms as opposed to using statistics because stats tend to have a bit of a negative connotation, but. One of the the interesting stats, I suppose, that shows up regarding Grealish is how often he's fouled. Yeah, he's the uh, the most fouled player in the Premier League, which was quite a surprise. 
It wasn't to me <laughs> last, no, se- last I, season. I, 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 I suppose I'm speaking on behalf of saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The man on the street. Yeah, the man on the street. Yeah. Uh, but last season it was the same. He was um, by far and away the last, the, the most foul player in the championship last season. And it, I think I'm right in saying that second was John McGinn. Yeah, I, I assume he's up there. I mean, I know the top three this season. Um, Wilfred Zaha number two. Yeah. Who, who most people would probably expect to be number one. Yeah, I'm well, assuming. Well, yeah, because it, it, it does say something itself, but do you know who's number three? I've got two guesses. Go on. Adama Traore. No. Raheem Sterling. No, James Madison. Is it James Madison? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, no. expected that. And then one. just for the Villa fans listening, uh, John McGinn's number four. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, while it's, though, if you look at the profile of those players, though, and there's like the likes of Daniel James in there as well, tend to be... No, skillful players who opposing sides can't deal with, can they? So they end up getting frustrated, bringing them down or yeah. winning fouls. And winning fouls is an art, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if you've got a player in the team who's who's a set-piece expert. I mean, it's a shame that Madison can't play alongside Grealish because the yeah. amount of uh, opportunities Grealish would give Madison. Exactly, yeah. It'd be, uh, although, could be maybe one day for... If they could, for England, for yeah, England, I suppose yeah. so, yeah. Um but I think I think my take on on um, Grealish being fouled all the time. You know, we've mentioned a couple of times that he's inclined to carry the ball. Uh, we we do have stats on that. Um, he's he's really inclined to if there's no particular passing option on for him, he will just carry the ball up the field at his you know with the ball at his feet, um, and it doesn't particularly involve dribbling past the player or taking a player on. It's just a case of. You know he's he's confidence over the ball. He has a level of authority over the ball, and he's just going to drive his team towards the final third, basically. It's important as well if they if if Villa are under pressure, you know, they're facing a tough opponent. It's it's important to have someone who can just, you know, get you up the pitch. You know, just drive with the relieve the pressure a little bit. Um, and equally, I've noticed a few times watching him this season, he acts as a magnet for defending players. You know, he'll suck them in. Um, which will create a little bit, little spaces around them to then lay off the ball to teammates in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, that was certainly evidence during the week, or maybe it was on the weekend actually against Manchester United. Yeah, Sunday, I think yeah. they, they they were just you know reluctant, but I think they had they had to just foul them in, in plenty of moments. Mm-hmm. And away at the Etihad, I watched that match, and Grealish again was was the main the main player for his team in terms of obviously City had an, an inclined to to pen you in. Mm. And Greenish was the the out not the out ball, but he was able to just get his team out of pressure because yeah. he's he's unable to be panicked, really. I obviously support Liverpool and I was I was more than happy when Greenish wasn't in the starting lineup when when we faced him at Villa Park. Yeah. Because I was aware that that was one of his major traits. Um but just just on his ability to carry the ball up the field, he's currently averaging in the Premier League this season um four point five progressive runs per 90 so a progressive run is just roughly defined as a, a a carry with the ball at your feet without taking a player on that moves the ball considerably forward and that's what Grealish is bringing to his team really so that's 4.5 per 90 in comparison to Madison for example who's only posting 1.4 and I think Grealish is 4.5 I'm pretty sure it's it's top of the division I yeah. think I think it's the most certainly for central midfielders. 
Yeah, last I checked, it was. Yeah, I think maybe it, it was as of the last week or two ago. Wolves Triore is doing doing a lot. I think he's up there as well. But yeah, in terms of just central midfielders, I don't think anyone can can bet better him. Yeah, which is and I think it was again the same last season. Mm. Um, I'm guessing here, but I think it was shortly followed again by John McGinn. <laughs> They are weirdly well, similar yeah, in some areas. Another, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind having a chat about John McGinn at some point because no, he's, no. Uh, he's some talent and a very unique talent at that. Yeah, but, you know, you mentioned England just there. Mm. I think we'll we'll end this short chat, I suppose, on on maybe why Grealish isn't getting selected and why Madison maybe is and who, who's more suited and that sort of thing. Have you got any general thoughts? Um, I think, you know, we, we, we have mentioned that Grealish can be a little bit... Um, unique tactically, can he? Yeah. Sometimes the side needs to be built around him, whereas Madison can be slotted into a side a little bit better. Um, obviously, Leicester quite a controlling team, and so are England in most fixtures, and I think that plays a plays a part maybe in Southgate's decisions. Yeah, I think I think from my perspective, um, I think Madison is benefiting from the style of play of his current team. In comparison to Grealish, mm. obviously Madison, I think before this season hadn't previously been selected for England's senior team, mm. and I don't think it's that much of a coincidence that he has done since being coached by Brendan Rodgers because Brendan Rodgers, you know, game if you like is based on control and possession, control mm. and proceedings. You dominate the ball, and whenever the ball is lost, you press as a unit to regain the ball. Mm. And I think Madison this season has obviously got that ingrained in his game. It's natural to him now mm. because of Rogers behind the scenes. Mm. Whereas Villa, you know, obviously recently being promoted, they're less inclined to have such a dominant game. So I think Grealish is at the moment at least less inclined to when the ball is lost, press relentlessly, press um, in a calculated way based on where where your teammates are, where the ball is, mm. where opposing players are. And I think that certainly comes into it from Southgate's perspective because he's trying to instill that modern game whereby you're dominating other countries. Um, so it's it's helpful when you bring in players from top teams that are trying to instill this this governing brand of football like every week. Drilled in them, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think the better Villa do, and the more dominant Villa become, I think that that opens up the prospect of um, of Grealish getting a call up. Yeah, but even so, it shouldn't strictly take that. Even being totally honest, because of what he offers on the ball, sometimes England are up against, you know, stubborn defenses that are unwilling to move. I do think it's a little bit of an oversight at the moment, and I expect it. I just put this right: in the next twelve months, I expect them to be within the uh, England fold comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether it'll be the Euros, I don't know. But yeah, and he, he may be the type to, you know, to be to be so impressive on the training ground in terms of seeing the skills and qualities up up in front of you that Southgate sees what he's been missing and he and he calls him up every time following that mm. um, but yeah we'll end it there um, thanks for tuning in I've been Josh Williams this is David Hughes um, you can find me on Twitter at Distance Covered and Dave it's uh, at DA Hughes underscore um, I know English someone someone's took my at so I have to have underscore but yeah DA Hughes underscore yeah, so thanks for tuning in and um, we will maybe see you again.
thanks to both Josh and David for producing this podcast for us. It's always nice to hear an outside perspective on Super Jack too. We hope you're enjoying and keeping up with all the Villa content that we're posting here. We're really enjoying making it. Thank you for listening.